0: The badass jam right there a song you're listening to is called room to breathe by a band named cryptophoria and today we have the lead singer of that band on who's also known as g money g money is an active member of the dmtworld.net community i had him on today we had a great conversation which included a little bit of a backstory trip reports and his involvement in the community, Um, talked about artificial intelligence towards the end, just kind of overall shot the shit there. Um, Don't forget, you can become a supporter of the site, dmtworld.net forward slash Patreon. Don't forget to join the DMT World podcast group on the dmtworld.net site. Appreciate the support. Thanks for listening. Keep spreading that love. Appreciate you. Welcome G-Money to the podcast. Mr. Gene Money, welcome to the podcast, sir. How are you?
1: I'm good, man. It's been a long day today, but you know, got through it. We're, yeah, we're here. You and I both, huh? Good times. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now um no. I know the first time that we um that we um, interacted it was on um on the site and it was um I know you had the um the Arizona group on there. And I remember, um, sending you a message because I had, I had gone through the group because I was trying to get in contact with some locals here and I found out that it was just you and I, that were in Arizona. I mean, I, I messaged like 40 something, like about 50 people. And I was, yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of like, I don't know. It just seemed a little odd to me, you know, but it is what it is, man. I know, um, we've been kind of, our paths been crossing many times since then.
1: Yeah, I was trying to, yeah, I got on the site, you know, and I just, I stumbled across it and, and then I'm trying to explore it and figure out, you know, what it's all about and what you can do in there. And I, I found that thing where you could create a group and I was like, well, that's cool. Let's try and create a group and see if there's anybody else in Arizona, you know, and that's why, that's why I did it. And, and then I got really busy with work and stuff and I kind of drifted off a bit and, and then you just started messaging me. And it was like, oh, we got another person. And then I'm like, here, you do it. You get some point people, you know? I'm like, I'm doing this city, man. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad we hooked up that way. And I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, oh, yeah. That's, for that's sure. Man,
0: that's no issue. I, you know, a lot of people, and and for me personally, it was to connect to people locally, you know, because, um, uh there's it's one thing to be online and you know meet people there and and share stories and so forth and it's great you get a lot of things that normally you wouldn't you know because there's just it's so diverse you know what i mean there's so many people from so many different walks of life and you always learn something new but um there's something about you know being able to meet up with somebody locally and you know just hang out or or you know um just shoot the shit, man. I, I think it's, it's, it's the best move that I made last year was creating that, a, a local group and building that local group.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, the thing, thing too, is, is that, you know, human beings and basically every animal on the planet is, you know, we're, we're creatures that need to be in proximity to each other. It's not the same. You know, we've, we've built all this stuff with technology and whatnot that allows us to communicate you know, which is great over great distances, but we're not really connecting in the same way that we would if we were in person, you know, so something's missing and we can feel that. And I think it builds on you after a while. And you want to, you want to have that, that face to face, you know, not want you want to have that, you know, hey, or shake my hand, you know, you want exactly. to meet someone. It can't all just be online or it's not, it doesn't feel like a real relationship or like a real connection, you know?
0: even a fucking hug, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 you need that, that, that's, that interaction, that physical interaction too. I I know last, um, earlier this year I had met up with the, an individual that was wanting to join the local group here. And a lot of times what we do is, um, you know, so we run a discord server for that and, you know, that's where a lot of our communication uh, happens. And what'll happen is um we'll you know share a link with somebody that you know we've you know we know or we've come to know online who's also here in Arizona and send them a link and they'll come on the server and then you know right away either me or one of the other admins we we meet up with them you know face to face and um I remember I met up with this individual earlier this year and he was really he was really nervous um you know, on uh, meeting up, because obviously, you know, everybody's nobody knows who's who. And, and you know, all the shit that we fuck with, it's it's illegal. You know, all these psychedelics <laughs> yep. are illegal. It is what it is. And I mean, I could see that he was shaking. You know, he was visibly he was oh, shaking. And, uh, you know, I pat him on the back and I was just like, no, nah, it's all good, man. And like two or three hours later. You know, we're still talking and having a great conversation. And, you know, at the end of the of the conversation, you know, the guy's like, can I get a hug, man? I was like, fuck, yeah. Get over here, dog. Here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was a good fucking feeling, man. It was a great feeling. And and that is what's missing, you know.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I I just. You know, I encourage a lot of other people to do that. You know, it's look, we're not, we're not going to be best friends. We don't have to be best friends. You know what I mean? We're not always going to agree on everything that, that, you know, on anything that, that we all believe in. But it's still good to have that sense of community, you know. And if when it's a local community and, you know, you can actually meet up and, and get to know each other and each other's families, it's a beautiful support system at the end of the day
1: absolutely man couldn't agree more so um, I've been lucky that way I met some good friends off of this stuff I mean just you know in general just and you find out (laughs) that was the one thing that was funny to me you find out who actually is involved with this stuff that you might have known for years and you had no idea they were into it because you can't talk about it you know what I mean it's like you gotta keep it on the DL otherwise you don't know how it can get spread around and get back to the wrong ears. man you gotta be careful exactly
0: Yeah. And that's, that's a fear that everybody has. Right. Um, you know, that's also a reason why, you know, people, um, I don't know, for me, I just, I feel like I got to be a little more careful online, you know, because you just never know who's watching. And obviously, as long as I'm not doing anything stupid, I I should be fine. But that's not to say that there's somebody out there who's, or nobody, somebody out there who's not, you know, trying to make a name for themselves and just trying to find any kind of little hanging fruit. You know what I mean? So to speak. Yep. Yep. But, um, yeah, man. And I know you and I have met face to face too, which was great, man. It was nice to meet you, man. It really. Finally. Was, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, there's more, more, more times to come. So, um, oh, yeah. let me ask you, so, um, what, what got you to the site? Like how did you end up, um, finding out about it or. or- oh
1: man, you know, it's, it's weird because I, I was, I was always real straight edge, man. I never did any drugs. I never, I didn't even drink alcohol until I was like late twenties, almost 30 before I was even drinking alcohol at all, you know, in any kind of regular social way. Um, I was into sports. I was into, you know, that was, that was my thing. I played sports all the time, music. I I just, I just didn't, I didn't dig the drug scene. I wasn't into it, you know, and, and, uh, but I also didn't know a lot. Um, You know, when I was in high school, I had, I had a crush on this girl real cute girl. And she comes up to me one day and she's like, Hey, um, you want to come with me and my friend back to her house after school? You know, um, you yeah. got some acid, we got some acid, man. We can, we can have some fun. And I'm like, Whoa, for one thing, I had never been offered such a thing as, as, you know, a good time with two girls, <laughs> which, right, which right. I mean, you know, what's his name? Bader from Office Space. He's like, uh, two chicks at the same time, man. Like, that, You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, when you're in high school, like, uh, it, it, so I'm shocked by that. But then she said acid. And I just, it just scared the piss out of me. I'm like, uh, okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm just like smile and nod. And then she's like, okay, so we'll see you. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I just fucking bailed out. I did not go to the sure. house. I went and played basketball. I was like, <laughs> I was too scared, Jeez. man. I didn't even know what, what it was. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't, you know, what not even do? see myself what you doing? doing that.
0: Did, what was it? Was it just the unknown, or was it that you kind of bought into the whole, you know, dare program no, I didn't, type stuff? I didn't
1: know or... anything about it at all. I had, okay. I had zero. I had zero clue. I, I had no idea. I hadn't seen any propaganda or anything. I mm-hmm. wouldn't even smoke weed, though. I mean, an acid, I believed, was more of a drug than weed was. You know what I mean? That's in my head. That's how I had them labeled. You know, I think that's because the government labels them kind of that way. But Did- but I just, you know, I, I had grown up my aunt and uncle smoked weed. So I kind of knew what weed was, but I didn't, okay. I didn't ever try it, you know? And, and, uh, so it was like a, just a shock and I didn't, and, and so I didn't know. And it's funny cause it passed over me. Like all of the psychedelics in general, you know, passed over me completely. I mean, I'm 43 now, you know what I mean? I didn't really learn anything about psychedelics until I was 40 years old. And that is no shit. Oh, shit. I swear to God, I had no experience. I had no, uh, uh, nobody ever, nobody ever brought him up. Nobody ever brought him around. Uh, one time there was one incident. I was, I was a gymnastics coach for a long time and a buddy of mine owned a gym and I coached for him. And one time he's like, Hey man, do you know where I can get some mushrooms? And I'm like, uh, no, like, I got a cousin smokes a lot of weed. I could ask him, you know? <laughs> and so, and so I <laughs> asked my cousin, I'm like, Hey man, uh, you know where you can get mushrooms? He's like, yeah, I think I got a buddy. You can get some. I'm like, okay, well, see how much he's got, and my buddy wants to buy him, you know, and and I like I know nothing, I know nothing, you know, and and so we go pick up these mushrooms, and I, dude, okay, back then I didn't know what mushrooms were, I had no idea. But I get these two giant bags, I'm talking like, you know those gallon Ziploc bags, yeah, like two two of those stuffed <laughs> full of dried mushrooms, Jeez. and I'm going. I'm going, geez, how much of this shit you got to eat to get an effect off of it, man? And he's like, I don't know, I don't, I've never tried mushrooms either. So we take these bags over to over this buddy's house, and he's like, oh sweet, I, I'm so happy. How much I owe you? And he just gives us this wad of money, and then he's like, you want you want me to roll a joint? And so he pulls out this cigar box and he starts rolling a joint. And I watch him roll the joint. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's just weed. And at this point I had smoked weed a couple of times. I wasn't uh-huh. like, I didn't, I didn't like it that much, but I had smoked it a couple of times. So I knew what it was up, what was up. And my cousin, of course he wants it. He's like, Oh yeah, heck yeah. Bring it on. You know? And, and so he rolls this joint up, hands it to me. I hit it. I hand it to my, I hand it to him. He hits it. He hands it to my cousin. My cousin hits it. Then my cousin hands it back to me. I hit it again and hand it to my, my buddy. And then I look over at my cousin and my cousin straight up just stiff as a board falls back and lands flat on the ground (laughs) on his back, dude. And I'm like, and I started laughing because I thought it was a fake. I thought he was faking. I didn't think it was real. I was so high at this point. I didn't, I'm like, that was the best fake pass out I've ever seen, you know? And I go pick up his head and it just kind of plops back down on the concrete. I'm like, Oh shit. he's really out. And I'm like, wait a minute. I just hit that joint twice and he only hit it once. Oh my God, I'm going to die. You know, that's, that's what's going through my yeah. head. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what happened uh, to him? He just, he just passed oh, dude, out. He
1: just passed out, dude. I don't Jeez. know why. I, and, and he smoked weed every day of his <clears throat> life. And, and so I had, I had to drive us home and literally, I think we were backing out of that driveway for an hour. I'm pretty sure it seemed like it. If it wasn't, <laughs> if that wasn't it, it seemed like it. And I, I, yeah. I was like, damn, it took, I don't know how long it took us to get home. But dude, that was the craziest night. I mean, time, time dilation, or whatever you want to call it. You know, I think it's the time warp shit from, like Rocky Horror Picture Show or whatever. I think that's <laughs> yeah. what I was going through. It was nuts, man. I was so high, and I'll never forget that weed because that was just one of the most bonkers experiences I ever had with weed. Um, you know,
0: you know what, man? I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I since uh, experiencing mainly DMT and MDMT, my my um, I have been very, very sensitive with THC, man, with cannabis. Uh, <laughs> I've had some yeah. similar experiences even afterwards where I'm not even kidding, man. Uh, the only thing I could describe it as is psychedelic. Like it's almost like I opened this that. door. Yeah. And, and it that. gets fucking scary, man. I mean,
1: you know, so, I, so <laughs> my old lady and I. You know, we, we would occasionally smoke some weed, and I went to Vegas, and I picked up some weed at the dispensary out there. Um,
0: is it recreational over there right now?
1: Yeah, it is. Oh, that is shit. Nice. You just walk in and buy it. They only fucking, they don't care. Wow, so cool. So I bought a bunch of different pre-rolled joints and whatever, and there was this one called uh, OG Ghost or something like that. Yeah. And- <laughs> 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 That's- well, so, so we went, we, we decided to smoke a little one night, and I only, I'll like hit it maybe two or three times, and then I'm good, you know? And I did that. And then I hand it to her and she hits it a few times and we we go in the house and, you know, we lay in the bed and we're going to watch something on TV. Well, that never happened because both of us went full on psychedelic mode. Like uh, we were just like, what just <clears> happened? <throat> like we're, we're, this is not weed. Like what just happened to us? You know? And I'm like, well, must, I've read that after a psychedelic experiences that weed can have a psychedelic effect more so than, you know, before. And yeah, dude, somebody- for real.
0: Yeah, somebody sent somebody sent me a an article in uh, our our Discord server, our Transcendental, Transcendental Stoner, and it was that. It, well, what it was was somebody who was talking about it. Actually, it was a video on YouTube where this guy had gone through the experience. I think he had um, experienced. I think he messed around with psilocybin mushrooms or something, and then afterwards, completely, just his tolerance just fell. He can, uh, yeah. yeah, he can no longer smoke weed like he used to, and it just became this this task. And that's kind of how I felt like it gets to a yeah. point where it just becomes a chore to try to stay alive.
1: Well, well, yeah, because You're not expecting that. You're not expecting no, a man. mushroom trip when you smoke a joint. You're not, that's not the same thing. Yeah you know and when it happens you're like oh no like i didn't i didn't sign up for this right now
0: yeah yeah dude (laughs) i started i went i started um smoking cbd strains uh because i couldn't i couldn't um i couldn't fuck with that the the regular weed anymore man and something fucking happened the other day i was um i i ended up hitting a um i ended up I, Cause I usually smoke a joint of it and put it down on like a little ashtray or something. And my wife smokes even. She smokes regular, you know, cannabis, regular weed. And I go and grab this fucking joint and take two big old hits of it, put it back. And as soon as I hit it, man, I'm like, damn, this tastes kind of weird. Sure enough, man, like Whoops. the next four hours, I'm just laying in bed with my fucking eyes closed. Just oh,
1: <laughs> damn. Oh my God. Just
0: experiencing uh, death, man. It was a fucking uh, bitch, dude. Uh, there was, we, we
1: bought a, we bought a hookah at one point and nice so we, we wanted to sit out in the yard and smoke a hookah nice. thought, oh i were like oh well let's 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 smoke a joint and then then we'll sit there and relax and smoke a hookah it'll be great dude i smoked that joint I, I hit that thing a couple of times and it hit me so hard that i like couldn't move and i had to have my wife help me in the house i couldn't even uh. walk dude like, i had to have her help me in the bed never even got to smoke the hookah <laughs>
0: now is this the same thing for you like it was after you know using psychedelics that your tolerance just
1: that was before i psychedelics actually oh, okay so it's... you've
0: just always been a little more sensitive to um...
1: i yeah i've been okay. pretty sensitive to it it's but you know i used to be able to smoke it and it was no big deal like we'd, mm-hmm. we'd go to the bar and my my buddy who worked at the bar would have a joint we just hit it a couple times and go back in and hang out but i don't know man like in recent years and i think it's probably something to do with the the THC levels that are that's in that's what stuff. I was gonna say. Yeah, I mean, it's just now. So yeah, don't worry
0: yeah. That. The motherfuckers have done some great work with it, man. And it's 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 a beautiful craft. It really is, man. And I love the smell of it. I love. I mean, it, it's just a beautiful plant overall, man. And it's one of those main staples in anybody's diet. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who you are in this in this uh, community, but I'm, You know, it, it, it's got a place for sure in the in the in the. And spice cabinet. <laughs>
1: just, just bring me a red, just give me a red strain. I'm good though. I just want that old red yeah. stuff that I used to get back <laughs> in the
0: day. <laughs> so when was your, um, so when did you experience, <clears throat> when did you start dabbling in psychedelics and, and what was it like or what was the uh, substance?
1: Okay. So this is a couple of years back. Um, you know, once I learned a few things about it, it really, uh, really the band Tool got me into it. To oh, be yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I read Maynard's book. Um, and, uh, you know, he talked about how he uses psychedelics to get inspiration and how, you know, it's not a drug that you're going to do all the time. You just use it once every 10 years and you're, you know, it gives you all kinds of fuel to, you know, whatever your life has brought out of it. And, and then I, then I started listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and, mm then i started reading books about it and then once the, the more information i got the more it was like man i gotta try this stuff i gotta figure you know this this isn't bad i've been bullshitted this whole time you know yeah. everything was a lie you know Like <laughs> so like i gotta get my hands on something and i and after all the research i did it was between lsd or mushrooms i'm like i want to those are the ones i want to start with you know and i felt like mushrooms were more of a natural choice mm-hmm. you know it, it, you don't have to do anything to them. They just grow and you eat them. There's nothing to it. There's not like LSD is yeah. a bitch to make. Um, it's
0: as organic as, as it can get.
1: Right. So, so I started trying to find mushrooms, you know, and, and, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> I a, a guy gave me some at a job site, just a little tiny bag of them. And I, and I, I remember him telling him, it's probably not enough to get you like, full-blown anything but you're gonna probably see some colors and stuff man and i'm like okay and he's this old hippie you know and i'm like okay cool you know and i went home and i I had everything ready and i ate this uh, everything in the bag i ate it and and i'm sitting there it wasn't much dude. it wasn't much i'm sitting there on the couch and i'm like i don't feel shit i feel a little bit high i feel a little bit body high like weed kind of almost but and i'm like and maybe colors are a little bit brighter you know but other than that nothing i'm like well this isn't this isn't what I was expecting, you know? And then cause I hear all these stories about what people see and, and things are moving around and I didn't have any of that. So I'm like, fuck. And so then I saw, um, I saw Joe Rogan's podcast with Paul Stamets.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and the first one where he's talking about his experience on mushrooms and all this stuff. And, and so I come home after watching this podcast and I tell my old lady, I'm like, man, you got to watch this podcast. This guy, he knows everything about mushrooms. It's crazy. You know? And, and, uh, and then my phone rings and it's a buddy that lives in Mississippi. And, and I answer it and he's like, Hey man, what's up? And I'm like, nothing. I'm like, what's up with you? He's like, nothing. Hey, do you, eat, do you eat mushrooms? And I'm like, what the fuck? What, <laughs> what, what, why, why are you asking me that right now? Like I haven't, right. I haven't said shit to anybody online or anything. I haven't had any conversations with him. So this is out of left field. And I'm like, um, I'm trying to find some mushrooms, but no, I have never eaten mushrooms. He's like, you've never eaten mushrooms ever. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find where to, where to get them from because nobody seems to have them. And, and he's like, he's like, what are you talking about? They have them at the grocery store. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, no, no. I'm like, I'm talking about like the psychedelic ones, man. He's like, Oh no, no, no. He's like, he's like, I was talking about like oyster mushrooms and stuff. I'm like, no, but what, why are you asking me this? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> and he's
1: like i got the psychedelic ones too but i was i'm thinking about starting a business growing oyster mushrooms and i'm like uh, yeah, sure. i'm like okay but wait you have you have psychedelic ones too he's like well yeah i grew some and i i've got them you know if you want some i can send you some i'm like well fuck yeah <laughs> what are you waiting for get them in the mail man and, and so uh so anyways we, you know we still talk about starting a business growing the gourmet mushrooms or whatever but Uh, he sends me this, this like vacuum sealed package of, of mushrooms. And, and, uh, and so I started, started experimenting with him. you know, I mean, he sent me about like an ounce, maybe more, I don't know how much it was. It was, it was a pretty good amount and Allegedly. uh, allegedly, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, I start at what people say is like low, you know, half a gram, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that was nothing. It was like the same as last time, you know, and so then I up it to like a gram and a half and a week, I, I waited a week. I, every time i waited a week, that's what I read. You have to wait like a week for it to get out of your system or otherwise you build up a tolerance and all that kind of nonsense. So I wait a week, do a gram and a half, about the same, not, not really much, you know, visual acuity, all that stuff. Definitely there and a little bit of body high, but nothing, no hallucin, you know, no hallucinations, no visual distortion, nothing like that. So I keep upping the dose and I go, up, you know, three grams, five grams, seven grams, nine grams. I, I, I get to a point, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, why isn't this working? And then, and all during this time, and a lot of, you know, this is like months, two months has passed. I'm, I'm learning how to grow them myself. And I actually have a grow going and I get some good mushrooms out of it. I get a good tub, you know? And, uh, and so I dry those and, I start using some of mine and it's still the same though. And I I get up to like where I'm taking like 15 grams and I have like the first time I have a real, a real trip, I would say. And it was pretty, it was pretty intense, but, um, but I, it was, it was great. There was nothing bad about it. You know, there was no, I didn't have any anxiety. The come up wasn't hard on me. Um, had a little bit of stomach discomfort, no big deal. Uh, and then I had a buddy come in from out of town, uh, visiting from the UK and he was staying with me for like two weeks. And so he wanted to try him. So I did, I took 18 grams and I gave him like 10 grams and we're sitting in the backyard and we're we are tripping balls i'm looking at my we're looking at our hands we look like idiots I, so we're looking at our hands they're getting all big and small and like mickey mouse hands and and stuff and and it was hilarious we had a great time we had a great night like just looking at the sky and it was all stormy you couldn't ask for a better sky that night because the clouds were amazing um
0: Dude, that's a pretty that high cool. that's a pretty high amount man i mean even for yeah. me i think the most i've I've been able to take his eight grams at eight, man. I, I completely just lost it all, man. I mean, I couldn't even, I literally I know, it's down, I'm just gone, man.
1: That's what, that's what everybody tells me. But I, what for me, it wasn't, it was like, it was like no big deal. Like honestly. And then, so my old lady wanted to try and, so she did, she did like four grams or something like that. It was less than five and I did another, I think 15 or 18 gram dose and we had like an incredible night um there was sex involved it was great it was weird uh we both had like the same experience it was it was like we were aliens i was i felt like i was a fucking alien dude like i I could see these visuals of like hr geiger like the dude who did the alien from the movies aliens yeah, yeah. that that dude he designed all this crazy weird artwork that has like these aliens fucking and doing all kinds of stuff and it's really <laughs> strange man but it's really sensual at the same time even though it's yeah. so foreign and that's what we both felt like it was that night it was the weirdest thing and i remember I, that night i had the first time where i like saw um like an entity oh, uh, like they like they talk about with the dmt stuff yeah i was so I, when we started we had eye masks on and we're laying in bed and we had like this tri- trip track on, on this plane on the, on the computer, just music. And, and I see this bee, it's like a female bee and it's dancing in front of me and like smiling at me and shit. And I'm going, what the fuck? And, and the str- it's so strange because it'll, it'll like dance and then it would go off to the right. And I try to follow it but, with my eyes, but I couldn't, it was still off to the right. No matter how much I tried to look over there, I couldn't. You know, then it comes back in and it's like dancing around in front of me again. And, and then it like, it kind of like directs me over to this thing to the left. And I'm like looking over there and it's this weird machine. That's like all these different cogs and sprockets and shit and all these moving parts. And they're all multicolored, like really vivid blues and reds and purples and greens and every color you can imagine. And it's this intricate machine that's just doing whatever the fuck it's doing. And I'm looking at it going, holy fuck, what, is, what the fuck is that? You know, like, <laughs> it's like one of those things you can never like come up with on your own, you know, and it's just there. And I'm like looking at it going, this is fucking surreal, you know, and, and uh, you know, and then, then after, after that song ended in the track, we were, in, the, in the thing we were listening to, I like opened my eyes and I saw the room and I'm like, okay. And another track started, another song started. And I'm like, okay, let's, I'm going to close my eyes again. I, and I and I closed my eyes again, but I could still see the whole room. Like I didn't close my eyes. It was like, I could see straight through my eyelids. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking weird, man. And, and so after a couple of songs, we went out to the backyard and we sat in some lawn chairs and we looked up at the sky and just enjoyed the, the night and the sky and the trees. And I, and I've got this weird thing in my backyard, man. Like there's these trees up across the, in the neighbor's yard, mm-hmm. big, big trees. And in the middle of them, I swear to God, it's so weird. Every time I trip, I see this guy, like this Chinese guy looking mm. at me in the trees and when i'm when I'm not tripping, I can't see it, but it's always there when i'm tripping always oh. strangest thing um, but yeah that was that was awesome and and see my old lady and I both enjoyed it so much. It was such a great night. we wanted to experience that out in nature, like out in. Mm. out in the woods or something Mm. you know so so we decided let's get a campsite and we'll go camping and we'll do some mushrooms and it'll be awesome you know campfire and all that stuff (sighs) and that was a that was a difficult lesson to learn (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it was was one of the first things i posted on uh dmt world Uh i i posted the trip report from that because (laughs) i remember I wanted to warn people because it seems like such a great idea. And you hear about people doing it. You hear about people going camping and doing mushrooms or whatever. And it sounds great. But when you get there, it's not so much because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, for one, we weren't out in the middle of nowhere woods. We were in a campsite. There were, there were other yeah. people, you know, 50 yards away from us at their campsite. And, you know, there's a ranger that could come around, all that kind of shit. Yep. And and like the whole time, dude, I was so paranoid. Um, and I took a lot. So I did an, I did a Syrian Rue extraction. Ooh. Mm. Um, the whole week leading up to this camping trip, it took me the whole week to do it. It's a bitch to do those extractions because of all the filtering you have to do. And I finally got this this extract and put it in capsules. And we took we took I think I took two hundred milligrams. I want to say. Don't quote me. Look it up yourself. Don't ever do anything. <laughs> Don't ever do anything that somebody says. But yeah. I, th- I think I took like 200 milligrams of Syrian Rue extract, and then, and that was a half an hour before we ate the mushrooms. And I and we were I soaked the dried mushrooms in lemon juice. Um, and I I did 25 grams.
2: Jeez. Um,
1: and my old lady, well, it wasn't supposed to be 25. I was going to take 20, and then. My old lady, even twenty you
0: know, man, that's ridiculous, my been,
1: bro. My old lady at first was gonna do ten, and then she changed her mind. Only did half of them, so she did five. So I ate her five, and then I drank the fucking lemon juice that the mushrooms had soaked in. It was all black and shit from all the spores and whatever. It was a Damn, lot, dude. and and so I did that, and then we sat in the chairs. Our fire's going. We're sitting there. It's not quite dark yet, and I'm like, you know what? I better go to the bathroom before this kicks in, and the bathroom was literally like. Oh man, a hundred feet away. It wasn't that far. Just had to walk up on up this two steps and then on the road a little bit. And they're at the bathroom. So I walk over there and I'm sitting on a toilet and this shit starts kicking in, dude. Holy shit. Like the come, the come up on this trip was intense. Like it hit me fast and hard. And it was like this vibration. It was like this, whoa, like coming up through my fucking Bowels coming up through my body and i'm sitting on the toilet and i'm looking down and all of a sudden the floor starts fucking moving around like all these little dots look like ants or something yeah but they weren't it was nothing it was just in my head but i'm looking at it going what the fuck and then it starts going up my legs and i'm like oh shit like, <laughs> I'm like i better i better get out of this fucking bathroom and i look down and, and it's like it's like a uh, you know who alex gray is
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Okay, so it's like an Alex Gray piece. There's like a hand and a, and a dude, and he's putting his hand up. It's so vivid, and I'm looking at it, I'm going, "That's fucking, that's not there." But fuck, that's awesome. And <laughs> I'm like, I gotta get out of this bathroom. And so Jeez. I I leave, and I'm like walking back with that goofy, like kick leg walk you do when you're tripping balls. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm yeah, yeah, you got a little extra your step. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get back to the, I get back to the chair. I sit down right in front of the fire next to her. I'm like, how are you feeling? She's like, um, it's starting to come on a little bit. I'm like, yeah, a little bit. And <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. And it's, it's it's getting dark. It's starting to get dark and I'm looking up, I'm looking up at the sky, you know, I'm waiting for the stars. I could see the stars start to coming out, you know, and, and, uh And then all of a sudden I I look down at the fire and the fire is fucking completely digital, like Minecraft style, dude. Like it is fucking little squares the the whole fire. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And then I look at the trees. They're all digital too. I'm like, Oh, what is going on? And it was just, Oh man, it was so intense. And it, it got dark and I'm just, I'm tripping so hard. I look up at the stars and all the stars move to where they're equidistant apart and like a grid. And I'm like, what the hell's going wow. on? And, and then from there, dude, it was like chaos. It was like, I had no sense of myself, of my, my body. I, my eyes, forget about all that. It's not there anymore. Like I'm, I'm a blob as far as I know. And all these crazy thoughts start going through my head. Like, Oh shit. What if somebody comes over here and tries to talk to us? Oh shit. What if it snows? It's not going to snow. It's like fucking, it's like yeah. fucking May or some shit. or it's, it's not cold. But in my head I'm like we're out in the woods what if it snows we're going to die like okay, I have no control over myself anymore I'm, you know and oh so I'm going I'm gonna have to make guesses here cuz time just goes away there's no such thing anymore but at a certain point probably about 2 to 3 hours into this trip um oh well, first my old lady like puked which freaked me the fuck out because I couldn't do anything to help her I felt completely helpless. It was scary. That was scary because I thought something's really wrong with her and I can't help. Like, I'm worthless. You know, <laughs> I got, I got yeah. nothing. I, got, I'm not, I don't have my faculties about me right now. And uh, she was fine. But, you know, that worried me. And then about three hours in, this dog, this big fucking dog comes over to our camp. And he's, there's, a, there's a picnic table right behind where we're sitting. The dog's on the other side of the picnic table. And it's barking at us viciously. Jeez. A big dog. Just came out of nowhere? Like a big fucking wolf-sized dog. Yeah, Yeah. came out of nowhere. Is barking viciously at us. I turn around. Of course, I can't do anything. I can't even stand up. I'm like, (laughs) I'm looking at this Uh, dog. And I go, I go, shh. That's all you do. (laughs) Because I don't want the owners coming over here to apologize or some shit. Dude, I'm like, just bite me. Don't stop barking. Stop fucking barking. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, it
1: was so bad! It was so bad. Uh, that's
0: crazy. How how do you what do you think it? What do you think it was? Just the the amount, or do you think it was just a mindset that, that caused it to go that way? because uh, that seems uh, like a little bit of paranoia, right?
1: I mean, well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I wasn't the trip itself wasn't scary. I was not like in horror land by any means. It was just more the paranoia of there's people around. There's, I can't, I, I could get busted. I could. This is, you know, there's all kinds of things. They could go wrong here, and I can't do anything about it. I'm too out of, I'm too out of sorts. You know that was the yeah. thing. Like so, <laughs> you know, we we went home, and we were, we were both. I mean, that night it went on forever. That night, I mean, we didn't go to sleep till it was almost daylight, and there was a lot of stuff that happened after that. Where, I mean, just bad. Just, it was just bad. I mean, it was a bad place to do it. And so we both learned. We're like, we're not going to do that again. Let's just do it at home where we're safe. And, you know, everything's in control. There's not any, there's not any question marks, you know? And so we decided to try again at home. I wanted to do that same dose again because I wanted, I wanted that, without the paranoia. I wanted that level of trip without the paranoia. Cause I wanted to see how far I could go down the rabbit hole, basically, you know?
0: Yeah. That's a pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty insane amount, dude. Like for real, even most people that
1: I, I agree, I would never tell anybody to do that. Never in a million yeah. years, especially now. I, I know more now than I did then. Um, and, I've had some I, at that point I never had a bad trip, and I never thought I could I thought oh that's just because they bring bad shit with them into it that's why people have bad trips i thought, I, I, I really thought that you know and and that still could be the case but I've had bad trips since and it's it, you know it's terrifying and there's there's bad there's there's very uh it's very challenging mentally
0: to yeah. work through the- yeah, mo- you know, the, the majority of people that, you know, that I've came across and, and, and that I've spoken to, you know, that that is a pretty insane, insane dose. But there's um there's other people who are, are of the school of eating between 20 to 40 grams. And, you know, they, that's what they do and that's how they do it. But me personally, man, I, I don't even think I'd be able to get through that, man, to be I mean, I'm sure you you know, it won't it won't kill me, but, you know, with me, with three, five, six grams. I'm good, man. I mean, I can literally yeah. spend, you know, four to six hours just completely gone, you know, where I'm not even here. I'm just in some kind of a different, you know, realm or something, man. Like I do a lot of like, um, I guess you would say kind of like a med- meditative, meditative state of mind when I get in, like even with, um, uh, with like three grams, I can do a lot, but three grams, um, but it also depends on the potency of the mushroom, right? I mean, there could be, sure. you know, some, you know, one time I ate two fresh mushrooms. It couldn't have been more than a gram and a half dried. And I sort of got then things kicked my ass. <laughs> like, I, I remember just, I was harvesting a tub. This is a while back. And I, I took these two nice sized mushrooms. Their caps hadn't even opened. They looked beautiful. And I remember eating them and I was going to finish harvesting this tub. And I had this music playing, and before I knew it, like the music was like messing with me. Like the the tone and the, the everything in the music was making my mind just kind of melt. And I remember closing everything up, going to my room, laying down next to my wife, and being like, "Babe, it's happening again, man. I got, I don't know what the fuck I did. It's just it's just it's just, it's just too strong." And I swear <laughs> to God, like four hours of just fucking tripping, man. It was it was really uh, a motherfucker, man.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've had that with with lower doses since then too. I I my tolerance is, has gone down a bit on it I think because I've taken 5 grams and I've been like holy shit, it was only 5 grams, why am I tripping so fucking hard? You know, it's just yeah. it's, it's 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 it varies and every strain is different. Every yeah. every grow is different. I mean, it's all genetics and it's all it all comes down to potency and you don't you never really know with mushrooms. I mean, they're just a growing thing. So you got to kind of play your, you know, like a gamble, a little bit of a gamble. Um, yeah, well,
0: I also think, though, that there's some people who are just built where the tolerance is, is already there. Like, I've got a friend who... um well, This guy ate seven grams of mushrooms and went to one of the casinos out here and literally won a fucking poker tournament, dude, while he was high <laughs> on mushrooms. Seven <laughs> grams of fucking mushrooms. I, I, I just That's saw insane. him. You know, like, That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, it's At ridiculous. Got- so I'm like, not- and then And then, like, maybe... This is like maybe two year, a year, year and a half ago, I go to I go to meet up with him, and we're just sitting there, and I had brought in some DMT over because he's telling me about how much he wanted to try it out, and I had maybe like eight hundred milligrams, about a, almost a gram of DMT, and not even kidding. By the it's end lot. of the night, this shit was gone oh damn what (laughs) yeah and this fucking dude was like oh i think i I think i saw some lights and i'm like what "What the fuck dude like you just fucking doesn't make any fucking sense oh my god that's crazy even like even i remember when we were kids and we fucked around with acid like when we're like when i was like 15 16 17 around that time uh i remember him eating just tabs and tabs of acid and being like what the fuck are you doing man like i tried i ate one and i was fine you know what i mean Oh, uh, so I do think that there is some people oh, that sure. just have that. Your, you know,
1: your brain chemistry can be wired a certain way that it's not going to do much. I mean, that's that's factual. I mean, everybody is built different for sure. Yeah. For me, I don't know what it was, but you know, the the, the time we did it at the house with the the twenty five grands, MAOI, we did all the same things I did camping. Um, that was a great experience. I had a, I mean, the most amazing thing I've ever experienced in my life you know and I wouldn't trade it for the world there's nothing you could say like you know would you give that experience up forget about it no and no matter what I would That's I want to keep that change my life That's
2: you know good and,
1: but then I did 26.1 grams without an MAOI and I thought my my thought process was I wanted to have a good trip but I didn't want it to last as long and I was trying to heal from a bad week I had a terrible terrible week I had a guy that got injured on the job um, badly and and it was just a lot of things were affecting me emotionally and I, you know and going in <laughs> for me mushrooms had been hundred percent positive experiences it's been a hundred percent like healing and I and they made me feel good and the next day I felt so good afterwards and and so I was thinking, okay, let me have another great trip like that, you know, to kind of reset my mind after this shit week, you know, and, and, and I took 26.1. My old lady was out of town on a business trip. I was by myself and I soaked them in lime juice because I didn't have any lemon juice. (laughs) (laughs) I go in the fridge and there's no fucking lemon juice. There's lime juice. I'm like, "Ah, that's citrus, right? I mean, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Fuck no, dude! I had so much trouble getting those things down because of the taste and it was so sour and so bitter at the same time. That lime juice was just oh, it was awful. I ate them all. Oh, I didn't even. I didn't have them ground up or anything. They were just mushrooms. I just they were dried and I just soaked them in the lime juice. I ate them. I ate them all down, and I went and laid in the bed. And like probably thirty minutes passed, and all of a sudden, dude, I was like. Propelled up out of my bed because I was gonna puke. Like I didn't Jeez. even have control. I was up and head to the bathroom before I even knew it, and I had the most guttural, fucking, vicious sounding dry heaves for like two hours straight. Fuck. And nothing would come out. I couldn't puke. It's just this. I mean, the most from the deepest, darkest place in your body, this dry heave of hell would just come out and. I mean, it was painful, but nothing was coming out. And and I'm, I had these visions that I was like this Native American in this old saloon, and all these fucking white people were looking at me and judging me because I'm puking, and they thought I was drunk. And I'm like, no, it's fucking medicine, you assholes. And then all this stuff's going through my fucking head, dude. And then I come out of the bathroom, and I think that the puking's over, I hope it is anyways. And all of a sudden, like I'm looking around the room and I'm like, it's all fake. All this is fake. It's all. And then I'm dying. I'm being murdered. And and I'm being murdered in like the most horrible ways possible. Uh, I was definitely in the Nazi uh, gas chambers. I was definitely being dissolved in acid. There was definitely aliens that invaded the planet and were killing me in horrible ways. There were all these different things that were happening to me and, and, and I had got the idea in my head through it that my whole life that I had thought was my life to that point was all just made up. I just made it all up to help me cope with this horrible way I was being killed. And like none of my life was real like none of the things I had, like my kids, everything about my life was just made up and it was terrifying. And it was, and then I was dying and I was like, I'm not even going to be able to see my kids grow up. I'm not even, you know, all these things are going through my head. And this, this went on for hours and hours. I, I died every way imaginable. I I finally let it go at one point. And I was just like, just, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to let it happen. I can't fight anymore. You know, I give up and, It it was the most horrible experience I've ever had. I mean, I've had physical pain and stuff that was bad. But, you know, as far as just mental turmoil, I can't imagine anything worse than that. And I was shook for about a week, week and a half after that. I couldn't, I mean, just in general, I'd be driving and I'd be just lost in this, like, haze of, fuck, what did I just go through? You know, like, it was so traumatic, you know, but... But I came out on the other side after I reflected on it and tried to integrate best I could what I learned from it. I came out with a better understanding and deeper empathy for people who have mental health problems like mm-hmm. schizophrenia or dissociative disorder or you know any of those kind of bipolar stuff where they can't control what's going on in their mind. And I, I totally understand what that's like now. I had never understood that before. Uh, but now it was like, damn, that's gotta be horrible to live under that, that pressure and that fear that takes over and there's nothing you can do to stop it. It's gotta be terrible. And I, and so I have a great a deal of, of sympathy, you know, for those people, like feel what they're going through. And, uh, it really affected me in a positive way, which is weird because it was a horrible trip. <laughs>
0: you know what though? I was talking to to someone earlier about this and and I, I was thinking about um just challenging um experiences in, in general when it comes to psychedelics um you know i know that a lot of people agree that you know it's supposed you know that it's meant to happen like that's part of it part of it you know what i mean you sure. have the good you have the bad and you take something from it you never walk away empty handed so to speak right um but then there's also like the reason this is kind of the reason why for me um i kind of um pro, i would suggest for you know new new people or people that are just getting into psychedelics to you know have somebody that can guide them or you know just kind of ground them or whatever because going through something that traumatic you know because it's, it's traumatic ultimately at the end of the day um, yes it'll stick with you and it'll deter them you know they won't uh, where otherwise they would be able to gain some benefit from it, you know, with, you know, more use, you know, it, they, it scares the shit out of them and they just, you know, they end up oftentimes worse, worse than, you know, than when they started. I mean,
1: it, it oh, makes sense. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, after- it's important to have someone with you. You shouldn't, I don't think people should trip alone, man. I, I know a lot <clears throat> of people do it, especially with DMT and maybe it's a little better with DMT. Cause it's only like 10 minutes or whatever, but, but it's just you should have someone with you, I, it, you know, if, Especially if you're going to
0: go deep or if you're doing some work, you, it definitely helps to have somebody nearby for sure or somebody trip sitting. So, was, you know, it's for me, I, I've had some um, really challenging um, experiences and and uh, I needed somebody there to ground me, you know, just to kind of keep me grounded and tell me, you know, that everything was going to be OK because, you know, I, I couldn't tell as far oh, yeah. as I knew I was dying, you know. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: No, it's really yeah. helpful, absolutely. My and and in the beginning I think between me and my old lady I was I was kind of the trip sitter, you know, with her and and I was kind of there were times when we were like so connected during trips that I could I could feel her pain and I could actually feel like I could heal her pain just through breathing.
2: Hmm.
1: And I would have her breathe with me and she actually said dude, how did you do that? Like, what? And I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I just felt it. And that's why I went with it, you know, and it worked. Uh, but it's really strange. Like I think there is some kind of chemical, you know, where where you can connect, um, mentally through these Mm -hmm. things. Uh, I don't know how it works, but, (laughs) but I know that it definitely opens up your mind to channels that normally you wouldn't be able to access, you know? So maybe that's how.
0: Now what is, so what is your, um, when, when you're going in, what type of, like, what is your intent? And in, like, um, does it vary with every session?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, at first I don't know that I had an intention, you know, the, in the first times I was tripping, I was just trying to see what was up. Cause I didn't know mm. I was, I was, I was so naive. I just wanted to know, you know, what, what do these things do, you know? And then yeah. the more I worked with them and the more I, kind of started to understand, I, I wanted a deeper connection to everything, you know? And I think that you can reach out when you're in that state, you can reach out and touch every part of the universe. If you want to, I think that that's part of what they do is, is they open up your mind to, like I said, different channels, different frequencies, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That, you know, right. That in our normal reality, we don't have access to that shit because it's been shut down over millions of years of evolution. You know, we can't be, we can't be in that state all the time because we die. Uh, You know, we get eaten by a fucking leopard or whatever. We, you know, we have to be able to see what's right in front of us and run away. Like you can't be tripping balls. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get killed. And so that kind of part of your brain got, I think got shut down, you know, because there was only so much we could process at once and when you take these things it it opens everything up and you're then you're you're just an open you know uh receiver for for yeah. all the information uh which would be too much if you're in a survival situation <laughs> But don't be <laughs> but but it's great you know
0: now i know we talked about this yesterday when we met up but um how has your um perspective when it comes to like I don't know, I guess people I guess spiritual or even like religious aspect of things like how has it changed for you if if so if it has
1: Oh it definitely has I I've been an atheist since I was like 6 man I I was uh my my mom took me to church when I was like 6 years old and it was this big fucking church in the valley here and and we went and there was a youth group that she put me in and she went in with her her parents, actually my grandparents were there. They went into the other big room with the, the adults and I'm sitting in this room with all these kids and there's this guy, this adult and he's sitting there talking and telling us all this stuff. And I'm listening and I'm looking at this guy and I'm going, you're lying. You're, you're lying to us right now. You, you can't, you can't know that. No one can know that. What are you saying? You know what? I don't trust you. And he's looking at me. He's like, do you want, do you want to take Jesus Christ into your heart? And I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm like, um okay you know like what do you say you're in this group and i'm like right now you're manipulating me that's what's in my head like you're you're forcing me to do this right now and and everything you're saying is a lie and i'm like it was so clear it was so obvious that there's no human being on the planet that can possibly know that the things he was saying are true so by that logic he's a liar and i shouldn't trust him (laughs) And when we left that church, I told my mom, I want to go back. And she said, okay. And I didn't ever go back to church. And My great grandmother was a minister. She was a minister of a spiritual church, hmm. uh, non-denominational or whatever. Um, and she was a great lady. Uh, you know, I think she had best of intentions. I think she was just trying to help people. You know, she was, I mean, in her eighties, man, she was old and and she was, you know, she grew up in a different era completely so uh, I think she was just trying to do the right thing and help people and there's nothing wrong with that uh, but I think you know most of the big big churches and major mainstream religions are there there's agendas involved they're more of a business nowadays and you know they get a lot of money for nothing basically and uh, you know everything comes through donations they don't pay taxes they end up owning the biggest you know most expensive real estate and every city in the world. And, uh, it's just a little convoluted if you ask me and interrupt, you know? So, uh, I just don't trust those, those kinds. I think it's a more personal decision and more personal, Mm -hmm. um, search that you shouldn't have to make on your own to, to find what you believe or, you know, even any version of what you want to believe, because there's so many, uh, there's so many ways you can interpret different things. I'm, I'm pretty sure that all the major religions, all the old ones even came from psychedelics. I think that even back then, there's, there's, you know, soma was a thing. People don't know what it was, but it was a psychedelic, and they just espouse about it all the time in these old ancient texts. But nobody knows exactly what it was. But from everything that they've learned about it, it was some kind of psychedelic. Um,
0: yeah, I think I remember listening to somebody having a conversation about that where they thought that it was the amanita muscaria mushroom.
1: Yeah, that's been the rumor, but I I, I have my doubts about that. Amanita is such a strange beast, and it's, oh, yeah. it's such such a difficult type of um, thing, and it's negative for most people. So I think I think that that's highly unlikely that that was the sought after, you know, beloved, uh, you know, psychedelic experience. Everybody wanted to have back then, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more like probably mushrooms. Cause they're just regular. Easily, yeah. yeah um, well, I mean, even like in them. Mexico,
0: they've, they've been using mushrooms since forever and you know, what's right. really crazy is um, my, I never even knew, but my mom, <clears throat> when, when I told her that I was, you know, that I was uh, dabbling in psychedelics and mainly with psilocybin mushrooms, <clears throat> she was telling me some stories about her aunts and her like grandparents that were, you know, using mushrooms out in Mexico. And I was like, what? <laughs> this whole All time, right. mom, you didn't even let me know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, I didn't even know about it until I looked into it. And, you know, and, you know, everybody knows, you know, the the whole story with Maria Sabina and, and um, the guy with the Yeah, there you go. Going down there. And then that's kind of what started everything out here. He sent a, you know, specimen back up to the United States. And, you know, and then Leary going through with his, uh, his tests and, you know, synthesizing yeah. psilocybin and so forth or his team or whoever was with him up there and um, wherever it was. But yeah, it's a, uh,
1: his, his story is so crazy. I'm oh, weary. Yeah. I, I know he was on the right track too. The guy, I mean, he was a little bit, a little bit too extreme in some <laughs> regards, but, but man, he just found something that was so earth shattering and life changing that how could you not feel that way and, and behave the way he did. I mean, back then, It was a completely different world and and nobody knew about this stuff. You know what I mean? You got to put yourself in that, in those shoes. Like we know, you know, when we take psychedelics now, we at least have some access to information about them and, and they're illegal. We know they're illegal. Um, So when we have these crazy experiences that change us, you know, they change us fundamentally, no matter who you are, if you have a real big breakthrough experience, it's going to change you fundamentally. There's, there's no way, no two ways about it. And then, you know, every, every one of us, I'm sure has gone through that phase where, Oh, we want to tell everybody we want to, you know, we, we, we just found, we oh, just yeah. found the magic, you know, yeah. we gotta, we gotta tell all the people we love about this. Everyone should do this. It, <laughs> it's so, it's so awesome. There's no way anybody can deny this. And that's, I mean, that's the same place that Larry was, except for back then it wasn't illegal. You know, it, it was, it was a new thing. And he thought he just discovered the cure for the world, oh, you know? And so, of course, he's going to go off the deep end like he did. And and um, I totally understand the guy, and I feel I feel bad for him that he had to go through all the stuff he had to go through. Um, his books were amazing. I've I've read all of his stuff. And
0: was he the one that did the the experimentation in like a prison or something like that?
1: he was in prison and he escaped from prison. What? <laughs> his, his escape story was fucking bad. It was, it was batty, man. It was crazy. Oh, you gotta, you gotta read his book. It, it was, there's a couple different books. One, uh, Acid dreams, I think is the one that talks about his um, escape from prison. That was just bonkers. I'm like, what? You did what? And he <laughs> climbed over this thing and uh, it was, it was nuts, man. But uh, yeah,
0: I didn't know that. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was in hiding. He went to, where do you go, Nigeria or something? He went uh, somewhere over uh, in Africa or something. He was
0: yeah. In I remember there was North. a point where he was on the run. I don't yeah. remember him breaking out of prison or anything like that. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it I remember listening. Crazy. I remember watching a documentary or something where um, a group of researchers were able to, to go into some kind of prison and 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 pretty much dose some of the prisoners. Oh yeah, yeah. There.
1: I know what you're talking about. I don't know if that was Strassman. I don't think it was Strassman. It may have, may have been Strassman, but yeah, they did. They did uh, and it was going very well. Uh, but then one of the, re- I think what happened was one of the researchers, or they, they, they fudged some numbers to try to make it look better than it was, mm. just, to, just to keep the funding going or, or something, I think. And that, they shouldn't have done that because it was going great. Um, but it Can you just, imagine it, if they it, were it, still
0: able to do that? today? Like how many people would be able to get out of prison and stay out of prison or, or, you uh, know. Oh,
1: we'll get there. I mean, I know the numbers were insane back then. Like the, recidiv- uh, what's it, the recidivism, recidivism, what's the word? Yeah, it, recidivism. It, it was like, it was down to like 10% or 20% or some ridiculously low number with the people who were in that study for violent crimes. Like, it, like it's, it's bonkers that we don't use these things more than we do. I mean, it's crazy that they were allowed – that we allowed the government to take control over our lives that way um, because, because it's so obvious to anyone with any common sense that these things are helpful, that they're medically helpful. And yeah. our, our mind is like one of the most important organ we have. And if these things help it in any way, you can't deny it from people. You can't say that's illegal. What are you, nuts? like (laughs) i I can't fathom i mean on a human (laughs) rights level how anyone could deny these things to an adult human being who wants to use them that just doesn't make any sense i think
0: i think the biggest thing though is and and even like the dea they've gone back and said well there's no there's no hard there's no hard research and but yet you know they don't help or they don't make it easier to to allow the research you know especially with like cannabis that's a big thing that's happening right now you yep. know there's all these researchers that are saying hey why why are why does the dea the you know why do they have this you know a a, grip, a tight grip on it so much we can't even you know conduct our research and there's a big there's a group right now that's actually it's actually suing the DEA, and I'm sure it's happened before, and it's going to continue to happen. But these guys ain't letting up, man. And they're, um, <clears throat> there's a, a group of, of these guys. There's um, a lady, I forget her last name, Susan. She's out here actually in Arizona. She's with the Scottsdale um, Research Institute. And that's one of the groups that's part of the lawsuit, and and they're 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 fucking putting it on them, man. I've always. Yeah, I've always said though, because here's the thing: is cannabis is paving the way for the rest of these, you know, plants, or fungus, so. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, even look how far it's it's gone. And <clears throat> I, I, you know, I, in my mind, I always say, you know, keep an eye on it because, um, you know, eventually, this is like the the platform the, that we're going to use in the future for you know psilocybin mushrooms and so forth. You know, once it starts becoming a little bit more acceptable.
1: Don't you think it's kind of funny um, that everybody's always said that cannabis was a gateway drug? It is a gateway drug. And
0: now we're, Cosmo, flipping,
1: now, we're, now we're flipping the script and making it a gateway drug so that psychedelics can become legal. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, there's truth to it, right? I mean, there's truth to that. And you can say that about a lot of other things that, you know, you start on something here and then you get... I mean, even like like, for example, one thing that I do notice a lot in the psychedelic community is a lot of people end up tending to like you know start cultivating different kind of plants as well. Um, a lot of people get into foraging, a lot of people get into oh, yeah. homesteading, like shit like that. So you know a lot of stuff like this does tend to to lead into different you know healthy aspects or behaviors um, or you know interests well, in the,
1: the, the funny thing the, the funny thing about psychedelics is it, it it opens you up to such an extent that you can now see you know when you when you when you're in this experience when you're in the uh you know whether it's mushrooms LSD whatever it is when you're in that zone you can see that these other living things are not just things you can yeah. see that that tree over there is not just a, a an object but it's a living thing and and then you're connected and you're connected with it and and so then it it makes you want to be more connected with all of nature because Now you're not such a separate entity that that you always thought you were like human beings like to, like to separate themselves as much as possible from nature, you know, just because of where we've put ourselves now, you know, we're all boxed in these houses with, you know, every layer of protection. Uh, You know, we hire exterminators to come to make sure no bugs get in and, and, you know, we've, we've got double seals on our windows and it's just, you know, we try to wall ourselves off, from all of nature and that's supposed to be normal now but it's not man we that's not where we came from you know we were we were sleeping out in the in the dirt with the other with all the other stuff you know that's where we yeah. came from and uh and that's why it feels good to get back to that you know and it feels more natural um
0: yeah that's true Definitely. I,
1: I don't know I think that uh we've got a long way to go it's not going to be easy to get these things legalized because of all the stigma and and lies that have been sold over the years i mean
0: uh, i, don't know, I man. Watch- to, to be honest with you there's there's all these Uh, Research um, institutes and organizations that they're really they've really stuck to it and they're really doing things the right way. And not even just maps. I mean, there's all these other places that are that are doing their thing. And, And to be honest with you, I think this is exactly what what the D.A. or what the FDA want is, you know, they want you to play by the rules and they have been. And I think that they've done a great job in documenting, you know, the results and the clinical trials and the research that they're doing. And I, I really think that that's going to be the, the, the main component that you know pushes these things through. At the, 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 other side of that is just the society's, um, you know, the aspect of of society accepting these things for what they are, you know, as opposed to believing, you know, all the propaganda and so forth. Right? I mean, there's still people that I know that think that smoking cannabis is worse than smoking tobacco, or cigarettes. I mean, you know, and that's okay. I mean, that's going to, that's going to happen. But I think for the majority, you know, more and more people are, are coming around, dude. I really do. Oh, I, I I, no, feel so. I
1: agree. It's definitely, you can feel it, man. You can feel the tide changing. And I'm not saying they're not going to become illegal or not, not going to become legal one day. Just, you know, call me selfish, but I, I want it to happen now. I'm just irritating that, you know, it's, it's, it's it, I'm not a baby, you know, we're not babies. Yeah. Don't treat us yeah. like fucking babies. You know what I mean? Like it, it, this stuff, there's zero, you have zero reason to make it illegal. You have zero, there's nothing, you have no case. And, and that should be all it takes is that we realize you have no case, squash that shit and that should be over. You know, it shouldn't take all of this years and years of hard work and research and proof and you know, time and time again proving ourselves, proving ourselves before they before they uh, let us have what we should have already had the whole time. You know, that's that's ludicrous to me and it, it, it makes me crazy because I see it happening, but I don't see it happening for years and years. Our world is yeah, our world is changing at at exponential rate. Things are going nuts. I don't know if you're a fan of McKenna, um, but oh, yeah. Terrence McKenna, he always talked about this, this uh, how time seemed to be speeding up towards an event. He, was, he, he yeah, said time there, wave zero. Yeah, there's an event <laughs> yeah. coming. You know what I mean? Yep. And I believe he was absolutely right. I think he was talking about artificial intelligence. Um, I don't think he knew. I don't think he necessarily knew he was talking about artificial intelligence, but that shit's coming, man. Oh, it's yeah. coming. And when it happens, it's going to happen so fast that we are not going to be able to react. Okay, there's, there's just not... The, the government is too stupid. Our, our governments are too stupid. And they're in this arms race right now, whether they know it or not, whether they admit it or not. Every country in the world is trying to get this AI thing off the ground. Mm-hmm. Every country. The first one to do it wins. Now, that win could either be every human being on the planet is going to be wiped out or it could be our world is a much better place and we can all of, all of humankind can stop toiling away at jobs and we can all pursue the things that interest us the most and have abundance of everything we need in life. You know, it could go that way. It's not, uh, not guaranteed though. Uh, It could definitely go the other way too, because all it takes is an, an AI to be, um, to realize that oh this this human thing even though it created me it's kind of like a cancer on the earth it's kind of destroying everything so let's just wipe them
0: out and and everything will be good it would almost be like now we have a common enemy and that's what's going to bring us together (laughs) just like aliens invading you know what i mean that would bring everybody together shit some people fucking believe that some people believe that we fucking need it man
1: Here's here's the thing though. Here's the here's the crazy part because I have read a few books on this lately. Like I told you, I, when I get into something, I just I don't I dive in with psychedelics. I've probably read at least forty books on the subject. I mean, everything I could find, I devoured it. I've been I've been reading about this AI stuff recently, and and the future, you know, future technology and stuff. Man, if an AI were to come into existence, it's going to be so much smarter than us we can't even fathom what it might conceive of okay but i can tell you this it's not going to have big metal robots running around shooting us with guns that's not going to happen that's stupid that's 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 a movie that's a great movie but it's not re- reality a ro- it doesn't a machine wouldn't need to do that an ai wouldn't need to do that because an ai could accomplish if what they've calculated is that an ai with that much intelligence a super intelligent ai would be able to basically work through everything that human minds, all of human minds combined, could work through in 20,000 years, it could do that in one week.
0: All, you know, I would argue that all an, our, all an AI needs to do is release a virus and then get us away from each other and more right. dependent on this technology.
1: Right, right. Well, there's, there's, that's, that's one way it could do it, but it could also do, Uh, nanotechnology nanobots they're self-replicating nanobots they have this they've already developed it actually humans have but it's called gray goo i don't know if you've heard of that but it's pretty Mm -hmm. fucking scary shit man these little things they're they're nano sized robots that self-replicate and when there's enough of them it kind of looks like this gray blob of goo okay Uh, theoretically uh, an ai could develop these little nanobots and spread out It would only need to make one because this one can rip apart things at a molecular level and recreate and make another one of itself. And then those two could make another one of themselves and they, and they could just keep doing that. And it could send them out with programming to only replicate to a certain percentage and then infiltrate every human being on the planet. So basically they would get into our body. We wouldn't even know they were there. And then once they spread throughout the world enough, it could launch the, uh you know the go basically, and all these things would start self replicating super fast and within three hours it could destroy every human being body on the entire planet and we'd be we'd be wiped out in three hours. Why would it do anything else you know what i mean why why would it bother with launching a nuke or or shooting at us or, you know, chasing us around when it could just do this. And we wouldn't even know what's happening to us until
0: it was too late. Let me, let me ask you this when it comes to that. This is the one thing that, you know, because I've, I've thought about it to the point where, you know, like which I get to the point where I'm like, well, well, fuck, what side are you on? You know, like, would you stop, try to stop this or would you be in support of it? And the thing that kind of stopped me from going fucking ape shit was I thought about, you know, these people that are, you know creating or building or researching or doing whatever it is whatever part they have to play with when it comes to artificial intelligence is do they i mean i would guess that most of them also have their you know their own survival in 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 mind as well and build some kind of fucking backup or something to just in case some of this shit happens i mean i'm sure nobody's just fucking oblivious that this could happen and i'm sure that they've thought about I mean, this again, this is me assuming, but <clears throat> that they thought that, you know, this is the possibility that if something becomes self-aware, like a machine or whatever, that it's going to know that as human, be- human beings as a whole, you know, we're not all fucking good. And, and you know, we do consume and we fuck shit up. But then there's also the beauty part of us. You know what I mean? There's music and art and composition, writings and everything that there is worth keeping us around for that, you know, who knows? They may not be able to do but. At the end of the day, I really think that humans have an innate—you know—we we want to live. You know what I mean? And I hope to yeah. God yeah, those yeah.
1: people have that in them. I think they do. I don't think that I don't think that anybody's going to do it maliciously. I don't think that there's any of these—you know—scientist guys well, carelessly
0: are, too, right? None carelessly too. I
1: mean, carelessly. Carelessly is the problem because they get caught up. I think. I think a lot of scientists get caught up in you know can we pull this off and then and they want to be the first ones to pull it off and they get pressure because they they hear oh this country's getting closer this country's doing this and they got, they got to be the first it's all it's all a big race you know what i mean and they get lost in that yeah. and I, you know if you if you know the story of the manhattan project and and how the the nuclear bomb was developed and all the things that they did with the the nuclear and atomic bombs yeah i was going like, to bring that you, up did you know when they first detonated one of those did you know that, that they thought that there was a chance that it could ignite all the oxygen in the atmosphere and destroy the entire planet. (laughs) They, 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 the the scientists thought there was a chance that that could happen, Uh, but they still detonated the bomb. I mean, what does that tell you? Like, what the fuck? You You thought there was a possibility and you still did it. You dumb fuck. What are you thinking? Like, because you know, they never had anything with that much power and, and that would, would, ignite oxygen the way it does and they Fuck. thought oh there's a chance it could set off a chain reaction and consume all the oxygen in the atmosphere and <gasps> basically just kill everyone kill everything on the whole planet and they just went ahead with it anyways ah it's a slim chance let's just go ahead like what <laughs> you did what you know,
0: I, you know <laughs> regarding that regarding ai and, and all of that i guess I'm, I'm i'm optimistic just because i don't i don't see a benefit and not being optimistic. And, oh, I, for me I am in optimistic as
1: well. I'm I'm optimistic. Well, that's that's definitely the worst you know possibility, and and I'm not pessimistic about it at all. I think that it's necessary. Um, I think that there's some beauty to it. I just hope, I hope whatever they develop, this is the real fear that I have about it. And and it's you know this is where a little bit of pessimism comes in for me is that I hope that whatever they do develop is really self aware is really is really a consciousness and not just intelligent but there's no lights on because you know if they create this super intelligent thing that that can do whatever they can, it can solve any problem it can it, you know make it could definitely make the world a better place and it could follow instructions and 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 eventually it's way smarter than us it could solve just about any problem pure cancer sure it takes thirty seconds it figures it out you know what I mean like yeah but but there's no lights on. If there's no if there's no one at home, if it's if it's not a real feeling machine, it's the, it doesn't really count. And I think that we don't know we don't know if that's going to be that or if it's going to be a real entity that's that's actually you know alive or thinks it is. It could pretend to be. It could act like us. It could emulate because it knows everything. So it could emulate like it has consciousness. But how will we ever really know it does? You know what I mean? Like that's a little scary. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's and i don't know that we never
0: know the answer to that i don't know no i i I hear you i i just i feel that a lot of times when you know especially people that fucking make money off of shit talking about shit like this you know they 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 keep the conversation going with that fear like make people like it almost it it gets to people too you know it it does scare people you know what i mean like you know we 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 every day there's shit like this happening. I mean, every day there's things that are happening that we should all be fucking appalled about. You know what I mean? Like it's happening everywhere. And and media, you know, unfortunately media kind of directs our attention to certain things. But the fact of the matter is, is there's been fucked up shit happening from the beginning of time. And there still is right now, every single moment, you know, it's just a matter of, um, you know, we see
1: it more now. We see it more. I mean, for sure
0: yeah for sure but also i think it's it's being directed you know what i mean like they're all this is the reason why i don't fucking watch the news i don't watch cnn or none of that shit i'll I'll watch some local news because obviously this stuff is right here in front of me you know things that i need to know but this shit like people jump on these bandwagons of shit happening and it's like dude come on man this shit's forever i'm not saying it's good i'm not saying it's right but why the fuck not go protest or go talk about all the other shit that's happening in the world that's because it's because it's the man. media.
1: You know what I mean? It's, it's all clickbait, media. man. It's Clickbait. That's what it is. I mean, the, the news <clears throat> stories that you see. I mean, they show you talk about. You know what I mean? <laughs> like AI it can, shit, dude.
0: dude. It's scary. Yeah. It's fun. It's like it's like the new fucking bedtime story, horror story type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's I good mean, stuff to talk about.
1: I feel like I feel like our future, if it's that, if it's if it's this strange, you know, dystopian world that's run by a computer and humans are just kind of a side note <laughs> I, yeah, mean, I, I think that there's some beauty to that though because we created that we created uh, a machine that's can that, that has power to take use entire galaxies full of energy and yeah. you know and and create more and and just keep keep going further than we ever could have gone so there's some yeah. beauty to it
0: yeah you know i i I really believe that that human that the that we as humans like the next step is is becoming or or no longer being a human but being like this artificial intelligence or some type of a fucking machine. Like for yeah. real. There's no yeah. other way around it, dude. Like if you look at how much more techn the, the one thing that has changed the game of human existence is the internet. The connectivity. And yep. so quick to have any piece of information at at your fingertips. I mean, we walk around with fucking computers in our pockets that are more advanced than computers that they had, you know, in the sixties or the seventies. You know what I mean? It's it's exponential.
1: Our phones are more advanced than the the computers they had going to the moon. I mean, that, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how how it advanced is. everything is, and yeah. it happens so fast. You know, and that's the, what I'm saying. I mean, the, the we're other
0: going day, there. no, there's it's it's inevitable. It's gonna happen. The yeah. other day, I was I was watching my boys. They were playing this video game online, and I was just I was just tripping out about it because I'm like, fuck, you know, the, you people spend like. <clears throat> one time my son one of my older sh- my older son he's, he's not here he's not w- living with us anymore but back when he was um when he graduated high school and he was home for the summer before he went to he ended up going to the service for a little bit but he was just bullshitting for like two i told him, you know what take two weeks off man just do whatever the fuck you want to do just don't get in trouble stay out of trouble and this motherfucker was at home playing video games and my wife had pulled up um I don't know, like there's there's a thing on there where you can see how much time you spent on the game or something. <laughs> this fucking kid spent like 84 fucking hours in one week playing oh my fucking God. and I told him I was like Alex I was like listen man I said I go to work 40 hours a week bro I said you just did that twice online <laughs> bro like in a virtual fucking space and <laughs> and then I asked him I said let me ask you something man I said if somebody created some kind of a device It was like virtual reality and said, you know, pay me $20 a month for you to be able to go into this virtual world for, you know, two hours a day. Would you do it? Would you do it? And he literally had to stop and think about it. But he was like, I don't know, maybe I would. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, oh fuck, man. Cause if you really think about it, man, like video games is a big one, dude. Like there's so much oh, time yeah. spent online doing that shit. And it's almost just like like a virtual world. If you've ever played like Grand Theft Auto, even like all these um these um uh, role-playing games, the ones where they have open world, like you can fucking explore these maps like crazy. You can spend a, a lifetime on these motherfuckers. Yeah. Man, like no joke.
1: Oh yeah, and they're only getting better. You know what I mean? and, and- <laughs> And with the uh, new uh, virtual reality stuff, like Oculus Rift and all those, it's going to be insane, man. It's going to be, oh, I can't, I mean, I want to see it. I want to, I want to experience those things because I think they're (laughs) going to be awesome. I don't play much video games now. I I, I haven't for a while. I think the last game I played was like Halo 3 when it came out. Yeah. But like, but, but like, I mean, they're awesome. My kids. That's the thing like your kids you can see it like they they've they've never lived in a world that didn't have the internet. Yeah. They don't yeah. know it. they don't have any idea what that's like. I mean I had a no. fucking pager when I was in high school and I was like <laughs> king shit cuz nobody else had a pager. Sure. You know what right. I mean like it, it's a different world now. These kids don't have any clue what hey, life is like without a cell phone in their hand. Like were
0: you, were you here in uh Phoenix in like the 90s?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you
0: remember JJ the King of Beepers? <laughs>
1: oh yeah I had the top of the line beeper you could actually send text messages to it but nobody had a fucking cell phone so nobody right. sent a text message to it what the hell is that you had to
0: run a fucking payphone. yeah you know I was talking to my wife about that about how how the internet changes us. And and like, we have yet to see the full length of it because, you know, children like my two, my two youngest um, sons, they grew up with like, think about this. The first time a, a, ch- a baby interacts with the internet and it's only, it, it can be one way, which is you ever seen the, the ladies that play music for their babies while they're in their stomach? Yes. That music is coming from the internet. And you think about just the variety in music and content that a child is exposed to before they're even able to walk, as opposed to the kind of content that a person in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and even 90s was exposed to by that time. Like it's, it's exponential, man. And like my children who are, you know, five, six years old, these guys, I remember seeing my son when he was two years old and we went to a dentist office with for my other boy. And he they would have this big screen in there where you know, like the kids wait and stuff and they'll have like a little screen where they're showing like cartoons and all this stuff. And he literally walked up to this screen and he's trying to swipe the fucking screen. And he's like, (laughs) What the fuck is this? (laughs) <laughs> and right there, when I saw that dude, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, like, you're like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, like these are the fucking kids. They just grew up with this, and and like it's, it blows my mind to imagine like how advance a child who is 10 years old is as opposed to a person who was like in their twenties from the nineties, just because of the amount of information that's already crossed their brains that obviously they're not choosing the same kind of you know information, but you know, the capacity is there. You know, they they are it, they're being they're like literally being born with that. You know what I mean? Yes, like it they, fucks with me.
1: If it I, it fucks with me and if <clears> it can fuck with me, I know it can, I know it's fuck with them because I'll, I've been reading a book, like a real book. And I've tried to fucking sw- I've tried to fucking swipe the screen or I've tried to expand it so I can see it better. You know what I mean? Like on a real book, I'm like, that's what the fuck much, am I dog. doing? I'm an idiot. But seriously, like the kids, that's their that's their whole world. That's what they've yeah, grown up with. It is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and so they you're gonna give a in 10 years, you're gonna give a kid a hard book and they're gonna look at it and go, What the fuck is this? Right, you know Even what I mean?
0: People still do this shit. Yeah,
1: because they all have tablets now at school, they all have computer <laughs> tablets at school. I mean, yeah, man. Dude, I don't know about you, but when I go to the bank, that's like the only time I ever write. Like True. I have to fill if I have to fill out like a deposit slip and I have to put like the amount and I have to like write out the words of the numbers. I'm like, whoa, I don't ever write anymore. It's like I can't <laughs> I got to remember how to write shit down because. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. I even type to, all the time. Yeah. You know? even, to, even to think about how technology is going to change our education system you know just even in that regard in terms of like writing like handwriting like who the fuck even handwrites anymore like obviously they don't teach them they don't teach the kids cursive anymore yeah, but Did see, you know cursive, but cursive is bullshit. Let's face it, man. A little like, bit. For real? Yeah. Like, a little when, bit. whenever you use cursive, besides in school and to sign your, your signature,
1: a birthday like, card. card. Yeah, that's, about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, <about laughs> that's it. what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> let's get out of here with
0: the The, the cursive is like, yeah, I, I can understand that. Not a big deal but if you think about even kids like like my my son he he got it he was in preschool last year and even in his class they have this huge fucking touchscreen monitor thing where they're you know signing into their their daily activities and putting their little name badges wherever the hell they go and i'm like dude technology is fucking we are entrenched in technology man it's it's definitely going to you know shape what? us to to be something else for sure
1: absolutely and what what trips me out too is like have you ever thought about like back in the day, like Egyptian times and shit. They had, they had some technology back then that we haven't even figured out. You know what I mean? We haven't even figured out all the shit that they knew. Uh, we're trying, but, but a lot of that shit's still a mystery to us and their civilization failed. There was probably a civilization civilization before them that failed, you know? And what if our we're, we're just another iteration of that. You know what I mean? I wonder if that's a possibility. I don't, I mean, the Egyptians knew way more than we give them credit for. You know what I mean? No, I agree. They, yeah. they were on to some shit, man. I mean, mm. they knew about the pineal gland. They knew about fucking, I mean, they, they just had such such a vast knowledge that we can't explain, you know? And, and there's all these theories. Oh, was it aliens? Was it this? Was it, you know, I don't think it was aliens, but. I can't rule it out.
0: No, nah, it was you aliens, know. dog. Stop kidding yourself, <laughs> It was, <bro>. aliens. <laughs> it was <laughs> aliens, man. Come on, don't don't give humans that much credit, dude.
1: <laughs> oh, have you seen that the shit with the Eye of Horus? you know what that is? No, no, no. Dude, okay, so the Eye of, the Eye of Horus is like it's this <clears> Egyptian <throat> symbol and it's exactly it looks like the pineal gland in the brain oh and, yeah yeah they were like on yeah. to, like dmt and shit back then you know what i mean like they knew about that stuff man
0: yeah. i mean look i dude I, I wouldn't put it past man these these substances have been around for millennia they've been around since before humans have been around especially fungus like it's it's oh, been proven man yeah. but yeah yeah I, I wouldn't i wouldn't rule that out man i really wouldn't man and, and and to be honest with you i think that's pretty fucking cool man
1: yeah our mushrooms could be the aliens you know cooking.
0: well they- i i know oh, fuck, who was talking about this they were they were saying that um that the, the oldest spore something was is was found in land but they've also found spores in space or no no yeah, yeah spores were able to um to live in that environment in space uh, in yeah vacuum, they can survive yeah survive in the vacuum they, space yeah really yeah really negative temperatures and so forth so but as far as being extraterrestrial, I don't know. I really don't know, but shit, I'd say so, man. They've taken me to some fucking extraterrestrial <laughs> places.
1: <laughs> oh, they took me to that other planet at that time. That was nuts, man. I, I, I'll tell you what, I, I swear that that's a real thing. And I think that, you know, that I think that it was basically that dark energy that allowed me to go there. It was just like, like if you, if you think of the universe as just one giant brain, you know, one giant neural network, um, And then like beneath the surface of what we can actually see is this dark energy. And it's all just this big web of interconnectedness that I I believe at least that I traveled on that with, at least my consciousness did. And then I was in another being's body and I was that being for a short time. And then I came back to myself. I don't know how that worked, but fuck man, if we could sort that out, if we could figure out how that works, holy cow that's a whole that's a whole new thing we could explore the whole universe and not not ever leave our living room you know <laughs> yeah well you
0: know that kind of brings up the whole the thing that they're doing with trying to the map the dmt realm right i mean to, for me when i i have looked into it and, I've, and even like when they did the um when strassman did his uh tests um yeah
1: that's a good book too man
0: Fuck. well the thing about it too is like um it really takes somebody fucking somebody with some somebody that has some good mental fortitude to to go through something like that man i mean even the honest. yeah well not even (laughs) just that just mental like think about it man you you've experienced you've experienced like for me i've experienced the molecule where i've been like it feels and i if i believe like i was somewhere else i wasn't here i wasn't present in the here and now and i was somewhere else and that was just like eight minutes max and right even then like afterwards I, I was still slippery you know and and yeah you come back to all of your senses you know within 15 20 minutes or so forth but it still leaves this door open in the back of your mind and and sometimes that, I, it yeah. can fuck with you but imagine yeah. being in there for an hour or two hours or oh, however they've long got they
1: they've got that study going on in south america dude they're they're uh and they were looking for participants and i thought about it but i'm like no nah, i ain't doing that it's too crazy. Uh, oh, fuck they they do they do intravenous DMT and they keep you they keep on giving you more and more and more to keep you in the DMT realm as long basically indefinitely as long as they want. So they can keep you there all day if they want, 24 hours if they want. I, wonder, I mean can you uh, imagine? No. No, Jesus Christ, me, man.
0: <laughs> Hell no, dude. That, oh. that's, I, you know, I have a fear that I would get to a point where I would feel like that is a more preferable place than being here in this existence. You know, because there's a especially here. I mean, you think about your life and just, you know, where you are in, in terms of like class or, or, you know, food chain, whatever you want to call it. You know, some of these places that I've been to are fucking beautiful. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> and there's no... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a good chance that's where we go after we die, man. Who knows? Who knows, who Maybe. knows you know? Yeah, yeah. But, but, I mean, this the, the mere thought of it, I mean, 10 minutes alone is enough. I mean, like, <laughs> it you're, is, you're, man. you come back and you're like, oh, my God, like, your mind is blown. And, you know what I mean? I can't imagine. And, I, and the whole mapping thing, I, th- I think it's kind of ridiculous. I don't think that there's – I think it's different for everybody. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know there's well, a lot of similar stories, but – that's that's because we're all similar things we're all well, similar yeah. here's another
0: thing though this is something that that the normal person and the normal psychonaut doesn't hasn't experienced most of us is um extended you know experiences and also with other people like i know um <clears throat> there's a channel called dream and jaguars these two guys are actually on dmt world as well great great youtube channel check them out man i'm a big fucking fan of these guys okay but they were bringing up. Um, the um they were talking with somebody i forget the guy's name about um telep- telepathy um right. under, under, with under DMT and i thought about it and i was like dude you know how fucking hard that would be but they, dude they got something i know they do because they they're keeping it under wraps and i know the guy who they spoke to is doing research on it and i've heard about it with LSD and i've actually experienced it with LSD but with DMT it's a whole different animal it's not the same you know you you're gone you know when yeah. you blast off you are not in this time Body, space. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. you're you're somewhere else it's and i could see how people would would believe that it is a realm like it's in a different place that you know you can actually map out but for me personally maybe they know something i don't know because every time i go it's There's always something different about it. Who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe I haven't done it enough. You know, there's people who have done it hundreds, maybe thousands of times, and they know something else that I don't know. But I wouldn't rule it out. Um, But I am a little skeptical for sure, obviously.
1: Yeah, it's different for me, too. I think I I don't. There's some similar things. And I think that some people end up, you know, going back to a a similar um, place because maybe they, they still haven't worked something out that they're trying to get worked out. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I think maybe yeah.
1: it's just a recurring uh, theme because of that, but um, it's always a little different for me. So I don't, I don't know. I just, I feel like that's kind of a waste of time. I, I think it'd be more interesting to have multiple people do it at the same time. Like, I think in that's the same what they're trying to do, man.
0: I really do. I, I got to look into it a little bit more, but I remember hearing uh, Gal- Andrew Gallimore, uh, talking about um, him and I forget the other fucking dude. I don't even remember where I listened to, but um, I know the guys. Um, what is their name? Mike and Maurice. Those guys have, have talked to them about it too, man. Those are, that's another group there who's also in DMT world, and and they also have a YouTube channel. Dude, they for days they have episodes for days, man. I should definitely check those guys out, man. They what's it called? They're called Mike and Maurice Mind Escape. Or the okay. Mind Escape podcast or, or YouTube channel. They, dude, they, this is all they talk about, man. And it's really interesting shit. For me, partially, there's so much content they have, dude. And they talk, they cover many different topics, dude. It's, it's pretty, ridiculous. I mean, from out. DMT to out. ancient aliens type shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. And I'll they're actually, sure. they're actually in the work of, of creating this new site, which is great. And, um, I know if you go on their site, man, and if you go on DMT world and look them up there, uh, Mike and Maurice, um, they have a, a little uh, a channel a profile there too. And I'm sure they, they've been talking about it a lot. I was actually listening to one of their talks with, um, with the uh, you know, Laird Scranton. He was talking about his newest book uh, called the primal wisdom of ancients. And uh, he good, good conversations, man. Really good. Like along the lines of this man, um, really interesting t- stuff. You know, I, I'm, far removed from that stuff too. you know, I'm barely even learning into the world of psychedelics. And, you know, they, I mean, they have so much content, man. And it's, it, it's, along the same lines of this, you know what I mean? Of uh, This stuff we're talking about here, AI, you know, ancient technologies and, you know, psychedelics and so forth, out of body, like a bunch of stuff, man. Really good, really good channels, man. Nice. But I'll I know it. that the whole thing with the extended DMT, um, like i'm just like dude them motherfuckers are gonna be high for a long time do like think about it.
1: <laughs> like i can't imagine i can't i, can't. <laughs> I mean i do Look, i smoke okay i smoke changa right uh-huh. and, I, and i didn't know what i was in for like we <laughs> we went out on a back patio with a like one of those big round glass tables uh-huh. and and the hard fucking metal chairs and we're sitting there and and we passed this little joint around with changa and i thought I thought it was going to be like something manageable. Oh my god, what the f- it was not. It was not something manageable. <laughs> I at, yeah. I hit that thing twice and I'm like and I'm like I can't move. I don't I can't hit this thing again. If I hit this thing again, I could fall out and just break this table and just not even be in control of myself at all, you know, cuz I was it hit me so hard. I felt so heavy. I mean, I felt like like the weight of the world hit me all of a sudden. You know, I got so yeah. body loaded and and just the, everything started my vision started narrowing and and I'm like fuck so then we came down off of that we did it we went to the house and did it you know and then it was cool because I was on a couch I felt safe I felt, I felt like I could right. lay back you know what <laughs> I mean but that shit fucking it's so intense man even with the yeah, chonga. I thought the chonga was going to be lighter than the than the uh you know actual vape straight deems but fuck dude it was not it was not any lighter <laughs>
0: let me let me ask you something about the cuz I I've yet to experience any psychedelics with m a o i yet um what is like I've heard some people say and everybody understand what from what I understand from what i read what I understand is that um it extends the duration and um and it may also um make it more intense, but for you, cause I, I was speaking with somebody, God, when was it yesterday or maybe earlier today where they were telling me that the MAOI, um, kind of brings like the come up is a little bit more, um, where you can kind of, it's not so bad as opposed to, you know, oh. the straight come up, like it comes waves. Somebody was telling me that.
1: Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that MAOIs actually help, um, help you endure, you know, the, 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 the higher doses and and the more extreme uh, effects. Because when I did the 25 grams and I had an MAOI, I felt pretty good. I didn't feel overwhelmed at any point ever. I never mm-hmm. felt like oh my god this is hitting me or you know I never it was never that bad. I mean in the bathroom at the campground, I just felt like I needed to get back to camp because this is coming on and I'm you know I'm starting to see all kinds of crazy shit. But I didn't feel like this huge like feeling of it coming. You know what I mean? That, that come up feeling you get, which I, I only get that when I don't take an MAOI. So I think there's something to that, that it's, that it, it, it kind of suppresses it a little bit. You know what I mean? I took the MAOI cause I wanted it to last longer and I wanted <clears throat> it to be more intense cause that's what I heard it does. <clears throat> but when I took it with those high doses, it didn't feel like it was more intense now i don't know if it can get more intense than 25 grams i don't you know that's but but i mean i didn't feel like overwhelmed by it so maybe it helps maybe it like maybe it just eases you into it better i think i i think i i mean this is all conjecture who the hell knows i i'd have to do it a lot more to to really be able yeah, to speak to and, it. I'm, and
0: i'm sure it, it'll vary from person to person you know but it is something that i am looking forward to to experiencing myself but um i've always um you know, it's it's weird because I remember when I first got in, people were kind of, you know, being hesitant about about taking MIOIs. But you know, now more that now that I have a little bit more experience, you know, it's um, I think it's an avenue that I I'd be definitely willing to to experience, man. Um,
1: yeah. Well, so the, that's the whole thing with the with the ayahuasca. I mean, it's that's yeah, what it is. Exactly. got MIOI and and DMT. So, I mean, I uh, you know. Just, just be ready for a ride. You know what I mean? Be ready for a long ride. That's all. Clear your schedule, huh? <laughs> yeah. Clear your schedule. Don't be, don't have any plans in a few hours. Just be, <laughs> be ready to stay in there for a bit, you know, cause it's coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I, I think the biggest thing with, with any of these is to just let it take you and don't mm-hmm. fight it and, and don't be afraid. Don't let anxiety or fear dictate your trip because that's, that's the, best way to have a bad time you know
0: oh yeah oh yeah i
1: think that's i think that's one of
0: the first things that i learned was learning to let go you know uh, and just trusting in the in the plant or the fungus and letting it do its thing you know and uh, it took a little bit of time but um you know now that i'm there it kind of once you get past that you know you're able to explore a little bit more you know and get deep into your mind and and you know your thoughts and or whatever you know even even these other different realms that you visit you know i i had a stretch there where i was having some very uh, a very intense dreams um where i was literally i think it was like six it was about six weeks straight where i would fall asleep here and wake up in a whole different place and sometimes i was a person sometimes i was a creature sometimes i was just a ball of consciousness just observing different places and it was it was something else man and it was beautiful and sometimes it was tor- uh, terrifying but um it's kind of the, along the same lines you know you can you can start this just control. normal sleep normal normal yeah, sleep time you have yeah any normal- dream? Yeah. I've always, I've always had those kind of dreams since I was like eight years old. I can remember the first time I had one of those dreams and I can remember my dreams clear, clear, real clear, especially these ones where I'm somewhere else or like I'm living a different life. And you know, I, I can remember them. I make, I could tell you the last like three dreams I've had and they're they're like fucking scenes in a movie, man. It's pretty ridiculous. But I think once you get past that, the acceptance and the, the ability to let go, you know, during a psychedelic experience that you, you know, you, you're able to explore a little bit more, which is good, you know? So you're right. You're definitely right, man.
1: I've had, I've had, um, definitely had more dreams after, you know, having mushrooms or, or DMT sessions. I've had definitely more vivid dreams after for a few weeks. Every yeah, time,
0: That's what it was with me. I, I had first, I had just experienced the molecule for the first time. And then I started looking into these practices um, of one of our members on his YouTube channel with uh, lucid dreaming, because I've always had these dreams like that, but I I was, I never really got into it and I never practiced the techniques. And then once I started practicing the techniques, oh man, it was on every night.
1: I would love to learn how to do, I don't know how, how you can learn it. I I've had one lucid dream in my life and, it was incredible, um, but I've never been able to recreate it. I don't know. I've never been able to like wake up in my dream and control it again since that one time. It's, it's
0: weird. You know what? It's weird, man. Sometimes I'll go like three or four months, like a stretch of three or four months where every single night it's happening or at least, you know, three, four times a week where it's pretty significant. And then I'll go like one or two months where I don't dream at all. Or I don't remember my dreams. And um, right. but it's been like that pretty much my entire life as far as I can remember. Wow! But it's pretty cool stuff, man. It really is. Um, I, I think it's a oh, yeah. a cool out. And I I don't know. I don't know if you can if you can learn it either. I'm sure you can. I know there's people who have can. But I can't say that since experiencing the molecule, a lot of things have changed in my mind, including my tolerance to other substances, man. I mean, it's completely dropped. Completely uh, dropped. I could do a lot more with you know a gram and a half of psilocybin mushrooms than I could you know in the past, and it's uh it's pretty it's pretty wonderful, man, and sometimes it's a little terrifying, but um. <laughs> Anyhow, hey, man, it, dude. It's been really fucking great talking with you, man. Really good. Yeah,
1: man. I got I to get going, too, because I, I only set aside two hours to take my daughter somewhere. But, uh, yeah, dude, this is awesome. Definitely should do it again. Um, I, I'm down to help you with the podcast anytime since we're both here. If you need help or you want me to sit in and talk with another person or whatever, I, I'm down. So
0: Yeah, definitely, man. We'll throw <laughs> some uh, ideas around. I, I got I got some myself, especially from this talk here. But um, is there anything that you'd like to say now for anybody listening? or just anything in general
1: um you know i just just love each other and and you know always try to always try to put yourself in the other person's shoes because you know we're all doing the same thing here we're all living the same crazy fucking weird life in this weird world that we live in and and we're all trying to get by so always try to put yourself in another person's shoes before you judge them or react to whatever's going on that's it
0: that's good man definitely i agree All right, man. Well, thanks again. Thanks for coming on. And definitely we'll have you back, man.
1: All right, brother. Much love. All right, man. Talk to you later. Later.